Hey. Hey, it's budding. Hey, look at that. It's gonna make it, huh? Hey. Make it because I have strong root. Just like you, Danielson. Inside you have strong root. No need nothing except what inside you to grow. Understand? Yeah, I do understand. Welcome to Karate Kid 3 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 3, three budding minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. I'm Mel. Yeah. And joining us once again from Cobra Kai Companion, welcome back, Peter. Glad you made it to Friday. Yeah, I sure appreciate it. I wasn't sure if I would, but uh, we made we made sure that I cleared my schedule to, to come back again. So thanks uh, again for having me. Yeah, and of course, you cannot miss out on TIGF. Uh, Thomas Ian Griffith Fridays is a huge deal here on Karate Kid 3 Minutes. <laughs> yes, it is. I, 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 that's the most brilliant thing I've ever heard uh, <laughs> in, in the, the, the acronyms there. Uh, please pass that on to him. And uh, if you ever talk to him again, I'm sure you will. <laughs> yeah. TIGF. Uh, today we're talking about minutes 87 to 90 of The Karate Kid Part 3. They begin with our last moments with Jessica and end with Daniel naively thinking he can make things right. Uh, we pick up where we left off on Wednesday with Jessica reassuring Daniel that everything will be better if he just talks to Mr. Miyagi. And uh, Jessica's like, you just got to do it. And Daniel's like, well, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. So... I don't know if I can. <laughs> and I love that this scene doesn't have Daniel saying, yeah, you're right. Or like, okay. Like, he's just still like, I'm not going to admit that I can talk to Mr. Miyagi to you. I'm just going to leave that hanging. Yeah. <laughs> and Daniel tries to do the dramatic storm out, but then he realizes this is the last time he's going to see Jessica until, I don't know, season five or season six of Cobra Kai. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I, I don't know. I think this is very sweet. Like he says, I'm, I'm going to miss you. And she says, send her a, send her a Christmas card. And then they're like, they say bye to each other. He ducks out and then he comes back in and he says, thanks. Like, I think, uh, I think that was pretty sweet to me. <laughs> it was an alternate take where he's like, fooled you. <laughs> I'm not leaving after all. Fooled you. I'm not leaving. You can't make me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared to go back to Mr. Miyagi. Can you feel that? Neither have I. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to hang out here outside your door for a little bit. You okay with that? I, I just got to think. I got to kind of pace a little bit. Work up the nerve. Maybe you could teach me karate, Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Could you be my new sensei? <laughs> I don't know anything about tournament rules. Neither did Mr. Miyagi. It's, it's fine. <laughs> we snuck in last year. <laughs> There's something where that, I mean, Mr. Miyagi taught me karate by like waxing cars and sanding floors. I'm sure you could teach me something involving mountain climbing, maybe that somehow worked that into a karate move. Pot making. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pot making. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, Daniel taught her the pot-making move, so she can teach it right back to him. Um, before I knew the age difference, when I f- originally first saw this movie, I really thought when he pops back in that he was gonna he was gonna have a big kiss with her. Like th- mm-hmm. they had the, like a, the kiss on the cheek, you know. And in the movie, they're the same age, uh, so I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. <laughs> I, I, Forehead I would have been better, maybe. It. 
Yeah, I never expected it to to come to that. No, but yeah, yeah. and I don't need it. He's got enough love interests. Yeah, he don't yeah, need and it. I, I guess it's the, the third movie is not one I revisited very much. Um, not, not until I was much older. It's like, oh, so they didn't even really date. And not only that, that's I also didn't know the the, the age difference. So, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't into the third movie like that. I mean, and, and to be quite honest, I wasn't. I loved the first two movies and I watched them a lot, but I was never like that with the way I am with other movies like Back to the Future, for example, where mm-hmm. I was always constantly reading up on stuff. It wasn't until I got into Cobra Kai is when I started going back and revisiting the movies and diving in, uh, into it more. Like, there's plenty of people that will constantly quote things um, from the from part three that I will just be like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay, that's from the third movie. You know, yeah. so I got to go back and rewatch it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Hayden Schlossberg likes to tweet and talk in, in, in quotes. And so um, there was the uh, time when I went to go visit the set and I asked him if he can film me so I can use a clip for, for something. And I re- kind of recreated the part where uh, Nate, Nathaniel, who had just come from Cobra Kai and he sits there and Daniel's asking, I, I forget what he asked him, but he's talking to the Cobra Kai kids. And ask him a question, and then Nate's like, "Strike first, strike hard, no mercy, sir." You know uh, that <laughs> sequence. So, so I redid that as Nate, and on my first try, I forgot the third line, so I went, "Strike first, strike hard." Nah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I got it the second time, but it was kind of like, "Man, felt a little fat." And and um, Hayden goes with conviction, Peter, and like I didn't even know if that was. <laughs> Like that was Terry Silver, so like yeah, that guy speaks in quotes, and so like I had to watch the third movie. I was like, Hayden said that, or Hayden's tweeted that. So keep an eye out for that stuff. (laughs) I used to be so great at remembering quotes and bringing quotes up, and if somebody referred to something up, somebody I'd be like, that's the that's the movie. But like nowadays, I'm like, oh, uh, I should have known. Exactly. (laughs) Or or, uh, more embarrassingly, I'm like, what is that? I know you're making a joke. It'd really be more funny to me if if I knew it was from. Yeah, yeah. I, I we're all sorts of useless stuff like that in my head, and then I'm like, "Why am I doing this? I'm wasting my life." <laughs> I do a lot. How's of that going to help you in the tournament? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, last word on Robin Lively and Jessica Andrews, uh, Peter. How will Jessica factor into Cobra Kai? We have four facts about her. She's from Columbus, Ohio. She knows about mountain climbing. Uh, she's into pottery and she has an aunt who lives in LA allegedly. And she's a witch. We'll, we'll, we'll be talking she's about a that team, later. She's a team witch. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea how they would work her character back in. Uh, and, and I, I think just the fact that they were not an actual couple in the, uh, in the third movie, yeah. you know, so th- this would be the most happenstance of appearances. I, I think that would be the most uh, fan service if, if she did show up. Yeah, because um, they always talk it. about. Yeah, you know, they, um, people are often asking, like, "Oh, you know, what about Freddie Fernandez?" And they always continue to say, "Well, they've stopped saying it ever since we moved to Netflix." They used to say so much before, um, but you know, as long as it fits their narrative, um, yeah. and so Freddie Fernandez, we all thought at some point would make a, an appearance, but instead we had like Fernandez meets in season two, you know, in, <laughs> in the background. That was the extent of it. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, Jessica, I would I would say she is a character I don't expect to see in the show. Yeah, I just think like she's a talented actress, uh, I, you know, and uh, 
she's been in plenty of other things. She's got this relationship with William Zabigo, which which we talked about before. Yeah, uh, I, I just feel like I would love to have just like a a scene or something like something. It doesn't have to be like an entire story. How about, there's there's so many scenes of him like meeting up or, or of characters meeting up with people they used to know, um, like even some of them just by extreme happenstance. And uh, what if they just uh, they go the other way and like one of the kids goes into a pot- pottery shop and buys something from her and Daniel <laughs> never sees her. That'd be amazing. <laughs> right. it's, just, it's just for the audience. That'd be yeah. so <laughs> I'd like um, that. Sure. I don't, I don't know if you guys listened to the Cobra guys, but uh, I feel like they did review the third movie as well. And their theory is that that's Terry Silver's head that was ripped off without a picture. And, and that <laughs> she's actually, that she's actually undercover this entire time. Oh, <laughs> she's not helping him at all though. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But who knows? She, she shows up in season five or six as a, as an actual Cobra. I'm like, ha. Ah. Yeah, we fooled you back then. I'm a sensei now. <laughs> I didn't realize the f- body in that photo was like six foot five. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks a lot shorter without the head, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we go to Daniel yelling for, I don't know, the 18th time in this movie. Uh, this time he's on the telephone with a nurse. He's trying to get through to the guy he assaulted, and the nurse is understandably not patching him through. <laughs> I don't know. He, he's a guy with a broken nose, I mean, curly hair. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Real Genius? Looks like <laughs> that guy. Does Daniel realize that he's making this all about him? <laughs> I just want to tell him I'm sorry. I don't care how he's feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just need to talk to him. I don't. Yeah. Put him it, on the phone. I mean, honestly, like, how, what, even, even if the kid was there, even if the kid was in the hospital there and they knew exactly what he was talking about, because a lot of this sounds like he's, she, she, she just feels, it feels like she's, you know, on the phone with a crazy guy. Uh-huh. Uh, but if she knew what he was talking about, like, obviously, no, like, you wouldn't have, like, if I attacked this person and he's in the hospital. I need to talk to him on the phone right now. It's like, yeah. no, you could talk to him through, I don't know, a lawyer or something. Yeah. It's <laughs> That's a very good point because, like, for all she knows, like, he's looking to finish the job. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure I know where he is. What yeah. room is he in? Yeah. yeah. I, uh, oh. I have some flowers I want to bring him. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Flowers. Yeah. yeah, flowers. Oh, he slipped into a coma? Good. <laughs> well, he it does worked. say he wants to pay for the broken nose. And I, I do wonder how much a doctor bill in 1980, uh, 1985 would be for uh, resetting a broken nose. How much that costs, you know? Yeah. Is a young guy. Maybe he doesn't have insurance. Can you go uh, in a coma for a broken nose? I don't know. <laughs> His match was just saying you. I think I'm if I had a broken nose, it would put me in a coma. Uh, <laughs> I mean, any head trauma, I'm sure, can be worse than it seems. I suppose. And then Daniel gets hung up on and does something. God, I miss this so much. He slams that phone down in anger. And, oh, you cannot, like angrily hang up a cell phone you can't do that anymore well i mean you could have aggressively uh hit that end (laughs) end button that's about it they won't know you did that though yeah Yeah. it sounds like i'm gonna put my phone right up to the microphone ready here's what it sounds like (laughs) you showed them nothing that's nothing that's not angry yeah the kids they they don't know what it's like to actually hang up i mean now you can't have a phone but you can prematurely hang up on somebody, and that's that's the only way you can get them now. Yeah, it's that's just true. like, don't you dare! Hello, 
<laughs> you're you receiving just, this voicemail because you're. I don't want to talk to you. You can just <laughs> yell real loud, click, before you hit the button. <laughs> T- text them, hang up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe or, just uh, slam a book down in the background and be like, I wish this was the phone, and then hang up. <laughs> yes. Just leave them yes. on red. That's it. you got to get creative. Yeah. <laughs> I think the last gasp we had of this trend was the flip phones. Like you could like snap it shut. (laughs) But even then it's kind of, I don't know. It's the same thing as tapping that end button. Mr. Miyagi shows up and Daniel immediately crumbles. It lets him know everything about what happened that night. Just after Mr. Miyagi just says, Oi. (laughs) I I think it was really interesting how they framed it where, um, yeah, he's in the background and the entire time he's, kind of blurred you know they don't even focus in on on him looking so i, I kind of wonder the the reasoning behind that um because you know it's still john g Avildsen, whether or not it, it, it's a good movie you know it, <laughs> there's, there's still like yeah, reasons still for him to there. do things yeah yeah so i, I kind of wonder like why are we focusing on daniel at this point you know and uh but you know yeah we can see miyagi listening in but um i don't know i i just feel like every time i see that part i'm like gonna focus right i mean <laughs> it's face, like we're gonna focus on miyagi at some point right so i don't know you guys uh, have any thoughts on that or? no i actually didn't notice it but i mean i assume it's just just because did i mean why don't they why doesn't he have them both in focus interesting uh yeah because i assume it's just focusing on daniel because he's, he's, he's in the background yeah he's in the background yeah. steps into the frame and you just see him but uh yeah and usually they would like go from focusing on daniel to focusing on miyagi I feel I never went to film school, you know, so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll throw yeah, that out there. Either. But but I'm always expecting it to to just focus in, but they, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> I made this joke. I'm just going to repeat it while uh, while we were rewatching the minutes before we started. Uh, where Dave just like I got some poor guy's blood all over me. Look <laughs> at my sweatshirt, and I'm just like, and, and, and I and I just can't help but think of Johnny going to crease after the beating up Daniel and the pink shoe. Like, look at me, everything you taught me, I did the opposite, or actually, I did the exact thing you taught me. Never mind. <laughs> I was just trying to talk to Allie, and this guy got in my way. <laughs> It is pretty horrifying. He's gone through. He, he goes from he goes to Jessica's with blood all over his sweatshirt, and he goes mm-hmm. to Mister Miyagi's with blood all over his sweatshirt. He doesn't go to change immediately or anything like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Doesn't have a lot of options to wear. I mean, we we kind of talked about this in the, in you know Wednesday's episode, right? Yeah, yeah he doesn't have a lot of clothes. Yeah, maybe he just he's like, well, this is my only sweatshirt. I guess this is what I'm wearing. Yeah, it's ketchup. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had a big hot dog earlier. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I'm sorry. I don't mean to pick on the movie at all, at all but uh, I, I hate this transition here. This he goes, I did everything wrong. I just, I feel like your tree. You know the one I wrecked. I feel just like that tree. I feel like I'm falling apart. And it's just like, like we're gonna move on to Miyagi's lesson about the tree, Pat. Uh, uh, Sorry, Miyagi, Pat, my friend. Uh, Miyagi is going to bring him out into the yard and 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 be like, "Well, here's something to feel better about. Here's this, you know, the tree's back in bloom again." Uh, we didn't need Daniel to be like. It just seemed like such like a strange transition to be like, "I, I I'm so upset. I, I, I did this all wrong. I didn't listen to you, and I feel like your tree." <laughs> I guess I the know. tree was on his mind. That's another thing he messed up. Yeah. Yeah. 
the last time I had, I was having a temper tantrum at Mr. Miyagi's feet. It was over the tree. I screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's, you, you can kind of see that it's, um, it's weighing on his mind and, you know, they talk about roots in, in this point, like the, the root of, yeah. of everything seemed to be like, you know, use trees, you know, maybe you shouldn't have, uh, you know, gone to the devil's cauldron and, you know, all, all of that kind of started escalating from then really. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the, the application, it happened in that building. So um, mm-hmm. I guess the root of it stems from Daniel. Like the tree. <laughs> All of it, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I did want to mention, I, I saw, I, I was surprised. I Every once in a while, will indulge in a little Columbo. I don't usually watch it, but a lot of people <laughs> talk about how awesome that show is. So uh, it's every episode is movie length. So um, I watched an episode of it and Pat Morita popped up. <laughs> what? Did he play like a villain? No, of course he just played like a butler. Uh, yeah, you know they had the accent on, and you know he's a little goofy. But uh, yeah, you know, I was uh, just like surprised. Yeah. It's Pat. <laughs> Robin, you followed me on Twitter. Did you um, see the clip of uh, a '90s Yuji Okamoto that I found? No, no. he was on uh, te- uh, Walker Texas Ranger. No, oh. and he is wearing a red gi, very similar to the Eagle Fang gi. Oh wow! And. Yeah, so he was a, a guest star in that episode, and um, apparently they fight in two sequences, but the sequence that I shared, uh, Yuji kicked Chuck Norris's butt. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> so it was shortly after the the trailer came out, and him saying that he's gasoline, I just started going down looking for more badass, like, Yuji stuff, and uh, I was like, oh, he kicked Chuck Norris's butt? I have to share this. <laughs> I'll have to look that up. That's awesome. Yeah. And there's a Chuck Norris fan account that um, somebody tagged. And, and then so we didn't get into it, you know, and I'm glad because like, I don't think Chuck <laughs> Norris would get into it. But, you know, we all kind of had a talk about that. It was actually kind of cool. Well, there's that whole connection. I'm Pat Johnson. Uh, yep. Yep. You know. Um, all right. So Mr. Miyagi walks Daniel outside while Daniel just keeps talking and talking and talking. And, uh, as he does. <laughs> as he does. <laughs> You guys talk about like he must have got paid like for every word, right? Because he's he talking. <laughs> I, well, I think when we we were in the uh, the convincing Mr. Miyagi how great a bonsai shop of a, great of an idea a bonsai shop is, I think that's where we're starting to think about that. Like, wow, he's really just going on and on and on and on. Uh, but yeah, like I mentioned uh, before, I think the scene with Jessica was just redundant. It's Dan- Daniel is still upset about what happened at the dance, and Miyagi is is calming him down. You know, telling him be patient. It's going to take time. You know, uh, and uh, we, then we get a Miyagiism. I'm not sure if I'm a big fan of. He says, "Sometime when take trip, better know where trip end. Otherwise, better just stay home." So you need to know where you're going or you shouldn't bother at all. Is that, is that the lesson we're supposed to learn here? Maybe if you're going, you don't need roads. <laughs> and if that's a, I don't it's know. back to the future week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you have, you have me on, I'm going to make. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, back to RMK talking about how he didn't want to do this movie. And they're like, we will give you this. He goes, okay, where do I sign? You know, that, that, that's basically what happened. So I think he was just like, hmm, sounds like something Miyagi will say. I'll just write that. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. kind of how that comes off. 
So Miyagi surprises Daniel by showing him that the bonsai tree he thought he wrecked is starting to bud again. And uh, yeah, this is where I was thinking, what a quinky dink. <laughs> uh, and it's pretty crazy because the last time we saw it, it was in Mr. Miyagi's room. It was falling apart, uh, you know, while Daniel was sealing the, the magic foot powder, the, the, the ooze. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I suppose this could be like weeks later, you know. Who knows how long he really trained with Terry, but uh, it does seem like some time has gone by since uh, Jessica is leaving. Mm-hmm. You know that the the uh, the mutagen, you know, from Teenage Mutant uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Two that that uh, heals Daniel's foot. I think <laughs> the green powder. Like, what if like it was just uh, matcha green tea? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this entire I mean, time. What, I don't know what else. It- it can be. It looks like yeah. matcha. I mean, it, yeah. fi- it yeah. fizzes though, so I don't know. Yeah, but matcha is like very, like very foamy. Hmm. Is it that foamy though? I, I, it's gonna be like a, It's like matcha with like sparkling water with, or something. It's, uh, with, uh, it's with Eno. Yes, no, with Eno. Al- Al- Alka. What's Alka those tablets? Yeah, those <laughs> with matcha yeah. green tea. Secret. So recipe. you're saying it's a bowl of diet coke, and he threw a mento in it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's exactly it. We figured it out. <laughs> But here's where uh, Mr. Miyagi again teaches Daniel about the strong root living inside him. And he says, uh, uh, you know, it, it makes it because it has strong root, just like you, Daniel son, inside you have strong root, no need, nothing except what inside you to grow. Uh, I'm just reading it verbatim. Sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> you don't need what I'm getting from this, again, I'm overanalyzing Miyagiism. You don't need anything except what's inside you to grow. Do we agree? Yes. Nah. I mean, it helps. <laughs> There's some you, truth to it. You need to have some motivation from inside, but I mean. Yeah, you have to be willing to make the change yeah, within yourself. That's where it starts, yeah. definitely. But within... it, you also need, like, you know, you need the care of somebody. You can't just leave a bonsai tree, just like there obviously yeah. Miyagi took care of it and you know like fixed it up like if they hadn't fixed it up it wouldn't have been fine even if it had a strong they didn't root wa- wash off the roots salt water and the tie root, it yeah. yeah the roots would have dried up mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, Daniel you know, comes into the shop it shows <laughs> the broken tree and Miyagi just throws it in a bucket and is like it'll be strong fine. root strong root it's <laughs> good it seems like it seems very like oh you know like but I guess he's trying to tell him, like, you know, a big part of this is he's trying to give him confidence again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So if it, 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 you know, I think, I think if he like took the credit, well, I did this, then it would have <laughs> kind of like not helped the situation. Yeah. I am <laughs> like the water, and uh, Terry is like I don't know, salt or something. The salt water, yeah. <laughs> he's very yeah. acidic. Now hold still, Daniel, while I wrap this wire around your arm. <laughs> 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 it, it could be, you know, like he knows that Daniel's so broken. He's like, I'll just say something and he'll feel better about it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, special side note I did do some additional research after our uh, Bonsai Week with our guest Travis uh, to find out the people that worked on this film with the Bonsai trees. Uh, they are accredited as Bonsai Plant Advisors. Uh, the first one oh. is James Barrett, who I see has served as president of many bonsai clubs and apparently Whoa. he specializes in bonsai ceramics so i'm assuming that he helped with those uh pot designs 
Um, then we have Roy Nagatoshi, who is the owner of the well-respected Fuji Bonsai Nursery. Um, on his website, straight up, he says, I supplied bonsai trees for the karate, like for a film in the, like he doesn't specifically say karate kid three, but it's just like a film in the karate kid franchise or something like that. But it, yeah, he's the one who worked in karate kid three. He, uh, he wasn't told which movie it was, <laughs> which installment. Or maybe he was just like, I don't know. Just say karate kid, <laughs> you know? Um, sorry, Mel. Um, apparently uh, three trees played the part of Mr. Miyagi's special tree we see here. Oh. And uh, so this is the final version of it we're seeing. Uh, he also provided breakaway stunt trees. Uh, what? Like, yeah. Are you uh, kidding so, me? So that one that Mike Bonds used as a wishbone is a stunt tree that uh, he, he provided. Amazing. So probably a bonsai that maybe didn't have a strong root. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you possibly could break was this already one. dying or something, you know, yeah. work that, that they can break, yeah. Yeah, I mean, usually, the trees didn't have usually to look great. stuntmen don't end up dying in place of the actors, but these <laughs> stunt trees did. <laughs> Sad. All right. Uh, Tree safety is not a big factor. <laughs> I like how, though, we again have Miyagi asking Daniel if he understands. And we finally have our karate kid back because he looks like wide eyed. He looks like he's ready to be lit to learning. And he says he's, he understands. I do understand. Um, and, uh, he's suddenly inspired. He's saying, you're right. You're right. You know, I, I doesn't need training from Terry Silver anymore. He wants to just run off and tell him that it's over. And, uh, he even defends. He's like, he meant well, I, he's the one that's been helping me train and Miyagi knows him coming back bloody and bruised every time. And so Terry, but, but to Daniel, he's telling Miyagi he meant well. Um, but he thinks, and yeah, I love it again, 90 minutes into the movie. Now we're at, and Daniel still has no idea what he's dealing with. He's just been trading for a tournament. <laughs> he's dealt with some bullies. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he still has no idea what's coming. Um, and you said the book doesn't reveal it till it, till he learns it, right? Nope, nope. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. It's too. interesting. Yeah, uh, the music playing here is called Daniel's Resolution uh, on the score. Hmm. Uh, That's the last two ones. Yeah. Miyagi asks Jessica's if he wants kiss or something. Or oh, oh yeah, the last one was Jessica's kiss. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Terry owns Daniel. Yeah. I, I I feel like that was a newer expression, but I, I guess it's been a lot longer than we thought. Yeah. He owns you. Like, just, yeah, yeah. never believe. Miyagi asks if he wants to wait, if he wants to have Miyagi go with him. And Daniel's like, no, I'm going to do it on my own. Uh, and at the end of the scene, Mr. Miyagi is looking concerned. Uh, so, I mean, we've asked this before, uh, but Peter, you've, you haven't been on. How much do you think Mr. Miyagi knows about what's going on here? You know, when you guys first talked about that, it got me thinking. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if I went back and saw that clip immediately, but I had seen it since. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe he does know. Um, it has some sort of suspicion because this this sequence, I feel, is, I don't say more telling because that may not have been the intent still. Like maybe Pat is even playing it differently than what was on paper or even on direct, uh, yeah, as directed by John G. But, um, yeah, I, I kind of like the idea of 
Miyagi kind of having suspicions early on. And this was him like, ah, you know, you sure you don't want me to come with you? Because he has a bad feeling about this, you know, to pivot to Star Wars instead of Back to the Future this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I like that idea. And I, I think that it, it kind of adds a little bit more to when he does show up as well. So, and I won't spoil Wait, that. Cause... Sorry, what? What happens? <laughs> oh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to think. I I almost sometimes think like Miyagi almost is saying like, well, he wants to he wants to do this on his own, and I'm gonna step back and let him do it on his own. And he's, but it's just like if he really knew that he was trading at Cobra Kai, and uh, I don't know. I just think that Miyagi would have been more involved at this point. I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess the other way is like perhaps some of the things that Daniel just mentioned, he's starting to kind of piece together himself right then as well, you know. So there's yeah, there's a few different ways you can can look at it. Yeah, there needs to be another junior novelization written from Mr. Miyagi's point of view. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we have anything else for these minutes? I think that's it. Well, we should wrap up for today, but Peter, we need to get you to give up the goods on two things. That Cobra Kai Companion has been talking about. Number one, the Karate Kid musical. And number two, Cobra Kai season five. Our fans, our listeners, we don't have fans. We're all normal people. Uh, uh, always love to have you on the show and hear uh, you spill the dirt on uh, what, <laughs> what to expect. And maybe tease uh, tease up uh, your podcast a bit in the process. Right, yeah. So, uh, again, the musical. Yeah. The musical. Yes. Well, you've done some interviews. I mean, let, Let's hear some of the people you've been talking to, and maybe what 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 they've okay. said. Yeah, so the the first interview was with uh, Robert Mark Kamen, who wrote the book, which is like the musical's uh, language for the script. Mm -hmm. um, and then I want I that spoke, book. Yes, yes, I I, I absolutely <laughs> do too. Um, Drew Gasparini was second, and that was actually the second time I've spoken with him. And he wrote the he's the composer slash lyricist, so it's his music and his words on those papers. <clears throat> and then um, the next, the, the third interview was with the new uh, uh, Freddie Fernandez, played by uh, Luis Pablo Garcia. He also goes by LP. Uh, really nice kid. He's 19 years old, like, <laughs> you know, the, the, the youngest of the principal characters. And he's got a bigger part than the, the film because uh, they they wanted these smaller characters to have bigger roles, you know, like Ali and uh, Lucille. So they're going to have bigger parts oh, and nice. have some some numbers of their own and oh. what what so so i'm making bacon i'm making bacon yeah. <laughs> well he has a song called like uh um dream come true or something and in the musical okay so let me tell you this first i found out today that uh robert who's notoriously known to say things out of maybe not out of turn but unsolicited like spoiled things <laughs> um he's told me things and then i reached out to drew and said hey these these he mentioned and then she was like okay if you can take this stuff out because that's they they asked us not to mention it <laughs> but it was still enough that one of the cast members i don't know which one uh that they watched the interview and went to somebody and was like hey uh robert like spoiled a lot and then like a bunch of other people went to go watch the interview as well and oh so God. um yeah so it, it sounds like really amazing stuff though that that uh they did do with the musical this isn't your like, oh, uh, hey, they turned Rocky into a musical. You know, like you get those first impressions where you're like, what? A credit kid? <laughs> How does but that work? If exactly. But 
But if people start watching some of the clips that are coming out of St. Louis and um, even, you know, some of the interviews, like I, I'm really excited to check this out at some point. And I haven't been this. I, I've, I've always wanted to see Wicked. I've always wanted to see Lion King. They have yeah. both come through Portland and at no time did I ever go out. Like if this comes to Portland, I want to see this because yeah. they're kind of like doing a different take of the story that we're already familiar with. And I think this is more of Miyagi's narrative than it is Daniel's. Is kind of what I'm learning because yeah, Pat Marina funny. isn't around anymore. So some of the things we learned is uh, Freddie uh, has been accepted to Stanford and has this number about that news and he works at the country club. So Daniel goes to visit him at the country club and that's when he finds out uh. about Allie and Johnny there. Um, uh, uh, Miyagi's dead wife has a name. Robert Mark came and gave her the name of Kiyoko, which is his late mother-in-law's name. So wow. now, now she has a, a piece. Um, this is in the interview. I have to think about that first. Hold on. <laughs> because if you watch the interview, you'll see nine cuts that we had to make. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the, yeah, I think he does say this. So, so he already kind of spoiled it. If, if you guys listen or watch that interview, he says that the drunk Miyagi scene Kiyoko appears and she has a song and I think at the end of it she bows to Daniel or something like that. It sounds really beautiful. So when Robert was telling me cry. the story, I was <laughs> I was crying in front of him. Like wow. on, on yeah. he's like he's like, Don't cry. And I'm like, I'm sorry, like it's beautiful. <laughs> I'm all choked up, like I've literally tears down my eyes. I'm like, Oh my god, that's so beautiful. And uh he teases about a a, a thing uh, of when the Cobras kicked Daniel's butt and so it, that was spoiler, but there's something cool with that scene. Okay. Um, gosh, what else? Crease. I, I spoke with Alan Atreen, who plays Crease. Uh, Jetta Jerryans, who plays Allie. Incredible people, uh, and I can't wait to see their takes uh, on those too. So, um, the dance choreographers. My interview will drop. Uh, uh, their interview with uh, will drop tomorrow at the time of this recording. And mm-hmm. the, this this married couple, uh, Mari and Keone uh, Madrid. They've been on Ellen. They've been on uh, So You Think You Can Dance. They've been on World of Dance. And they've gone very far in some of those as well. And they've, uh, gosh, they've, they've been around in, in so many things, projects. Uh, Disney Plus, they did a short for Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, I really yeah, hope just, that they can deliver something that I really want out of this musical, speaking of choreography. I want a crane-kicking can-can line. Is that something... <laughs> I, I believe I believe it was teased. Yeah, instead of the iconic moment, they break into a can can of the big uh, Yeah, it, yeah, it just you know, it, it just sounds so. So Alan H. Green, who plays Crease, the one word that he kept on repeating, and and I just I, I loved it is that you know there's a lot of integrity in the production of this. You know, the producers they were this isn't a cash grab. They're just like no, let's. Yeah, this tells the story, and the the director Amazing. of the production is like a top theater uh, uh, director from Japan, uh, probably from Okinawa. I could be mistaken, but they mm-hmm. sent Drew Gasparini, the composer lyricist, to Okinawa to learn the music there and, and things like that, so he wow. can get down the voice of Miyagi. So they're really putting in the work to get this right. Um, Sakura uh, Kokomai, again, the, the the one who showed them kata and stuff. Her karate is also like the roots uh, of um, Okinawa and stuff. So they're really, really the the word That's integrity amazing. just really sums it all up, you know. So yeah, 
in terms of season five, I can't I can't say anything. But uh, if you listen to my first interview of Robert Mark Gaiman, he does a very similar thing. I'll leave it at that. And I had to make a few cuts. Okay. Um, and uh, and he teases something else that's coming up in in I, I don't know if the near future or something because he was saying something. I was like, what is he talking about? So I had to I had to reach out to somebody and say, hey, this was mentioned, and they're like, yeah, let's take that out too. <laughs> that's all I'll say because yeah that's really well, not my dojo. I mean he does Terry says at the end he's going to reach out to some old friends like I gotta expect uh, Sean Kanan but then I uh, recently saw there was a casting of uh, a, a lady a lady person that's going to help a uh, lady person I'm sorry I wish I knew her name or her yeah, um, name uh, or... Alicia Hannah Kim is the actress, and Thank she will you. be yeah, she will be playing Sensei Kim da, um, Dun. Uh, it looks like Daun, but I reached out to a Korean buddy, and he says that the actual pronunciation you don't really break up the two words; it's almost kind of like blended in. So it's Daun, uh, yeah. almost kind of like like Dun, but you're adding like an extra letter in there somewhere. Yeah. and the biggest. Um, kind of consensus right there in the fandom right now is that she's a direct descendant of Master Kim Sung Un. <gasps> uh, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, she's she... either showing up and helping him, or she's showing up and being like, "What are you? What are you doing with this?" <laughs> so many possibilities, but she could yeah. potentially be one of those that he had in mind to uh, to to reach out to because the sequences that we see the back of her in the trailer. She's with Tori in front of that new punching dummy, you know. So it's like, is she is she making Tori do that, you know? So mm-hmm. she, uh, but but also I I do feel some of the hints that have been dropped by you know John and Hayden, and also the Deadline article is that yeah she's formidable. But watch party question, formidable to who, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I think she like, to keep an eye out for. Her. Do you feel like um, there's too many characters in Cobra Kai? There's a lot yes. of characters. <laughs> yes. Yes, there is. And... So we need to see some deaths. Who's going to die yeah. this season? Let's see, yes. there you go. You know, uh, let's bring Darth Vader in and kill all the kids. Like, like <laughs> Terry, Yeah, I can't wait for Terry Silver to start murdering people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, I did not envy the writers to how to figure, how to uh, how to juggle all these characters. You know, yes. there's just, there's so many. I, I do agree with everyone. There's a lot. And, you know, 30, 40 minute episodes, that, that's not enough to tell these stories. So well, I feel we need some Stranger Things extended episodes. I mean, I just watched that new season and holy cow, so many characters, but about every oh, single wow. episode is a movie. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I, I feel some of our favorite characters are going to be taking a slight backseat. You know, yeah. uh, I think it was Watch Party that kind of said it in one of his live streams that, uh, you know, the binary brothers are kind of, you know, they're back in full force and hawk is now kind of back to eli so so they don't they may not have like a big story in season five and i can kind of mm-hmm. see that too that makes sense season mm-hmm. two we didn't get yasmin and uh but also annalisa cochran I, I believe she was filming uh a, a new show so she just wasn't available but there are ways that they 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 always kind of any questions that we are going to have watching the season they usually have an answer to it you know so we mm-hmm. Oh, Aisha disappears, and they mentioned Aisha. Then they brought her back. You see the four yeah. for for a bit. So, you know, even though we don't see them in the next season, I'm sure we'll see them again at some point. Uh, so it'll be kind of interesting to see, yeah, which which characters um, are not going to be shown as much because, like, again, you just introduced us to Devin Lee last season. What are you going to do with her in season five? You, I know, you, know, what sh- a great you have to show her. You have yeah. to, yeah. So that means you got to shift somebody else off, uh, you know, out of the way a little bit, right? So. 
Uh, obviously, you know, I'm going to be mad if they decide to cut down on Daniel and Johnny scenes, but I don't see them doing that at all. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I hope there's karate, you know? Yeah. There better be karate. <laughs> <laughs> Matt will turn it right off. I'm yeah. sure you won't be disappointed. No, no. No, I can't never. Wait. I no. can't wait to see it. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Peter. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Um, yeah. please, uh, let everybody know, uh, where they can find Cobra Kai companion. Yes. Uh, and thanks again, guys. I really appreciate the invite. I, I have a blast coming on each time because this is not something I do. And so I'd imagine all your guests uh, as well, you know, just kind of break it down and getting to the, the minutia and the little details <laughs> that we, we miss, uh, you know, past the three minutes in. Um, but yeah, Cobra Kai companion, you can find it on, uh, any podcasts that you, um, listen to uh, you know if you have podcast addict or whatever i'm sure you can find us spotify iHeartRadio, all of those um the ones that uh little melvin and his mother's uh, uh basement built as a fourth party app i'm sure it's there too <laughs> ham uh, radio uh, yeah <laughs> ham radio and frequency in the past you know we're we're available <laughs> everywhere really uh youtube channel um we have uh a lot of our um, video interviews are are up. Obviously, um, the recent ones are the Cardi Kid musical. If you guys are interested in that, and hopefully, uh, learning about some of the cast members and their backstory, and also some of the things that they tease. Hopefully, that excites people to uh, consider, you know, checking out the musical because I I really want to. <coughs> Excuse me, jeez. But yeah, that's it. Definitely, when it hits New York, I'm 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 gonna go. I, yeah, I don't know if I'll I be bet. able to go immediately, but <laughs> yeah. definitely going. <laughs> Can't, I can't awesome. figure out if Karate Kid the musical is more or less random than Evil Dead the musical. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Huh? I never so would have I, expected either to get a musical. <laughs> right. I can see for some reason I feel like Evil Dead. I can see more as a musical, but <laughs> but the, the 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 dance choreographers and the people they have been linked to the associate choreographer, which I'm assuming is a fancy word for assistant. Mm-hmm. He's part of a dance crew that I'm familiar with from watching America's Best Dance Crew from years ago and their style is actually rooted in like ninjutsu because they're called the kinjas so like oh. the brothership of ninjas kind of thing and so that fits like the karate kid universe and um Keone madrid the husband and uh ving win the associate choreographer they both uh i think i think um Keone said that he he has done muay thai uh, I believe he's done something when he was younger, uh, maybe karate, but Ving has done Taekwondo. So uh, the martial arts it, and, and their dance movements, it, it should look really good. Uh, cool. But yeah, if you guys are interested in like, oh, what could the dance look like? Um, look up Mari and Keone Madrid and also Kinjas, you know, and, and they have really cool dance sequences. Um, uh, most of them were from uh, America's Best Dance Crew. And so, yeah, they have really cool aesthetic. Cool. Robert Mark right. excited about it too. So you know. I, I know exactly. Like uh, uh, you just say he's involved, you know, and uh, I'm he sure he that, didn't have to be, you yeah, know. <laughs> exactly. He admitted that he wasn't into musicals, and this is kind of like what opened him up into the musical world. And the way he talked about this, and and like the the dance that that has been introduced to this production. He says, and Drew Gasparini said it as well, this is not something that you see on Broadway. So this is something new. And so the choreographers, they were saying today, 
that uh, they think it's cool that Broadway wanted to do something different because like you think Broadway already, you're already kind of picturing like a certain type of style of dances and stuff like that. But um, every, every little bit of uh, clips that have been shared on Instagram thus far has been the audience uh, giving the people standing ovations every single time. Wow. And these are just the previews. Yeah. Their opening night is on the 1st of uh, uh, June. So, yeah. So cool. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thanks again, Peter. I better wrap this up. I do want to, uh, give one shout out as, as we usually do on Fridays to any, uh, female, uh, or female identifying, uh, person who would like to come on for our next season of, uh, Karate Kid Minute, next Karate Kid Minute. Uh, <laughs> we'll be talking about that movie four minutes at a time and, uh, I think we're going to try to really just get right into recording the next movie so there isn't a lot of lag, maybe a few weeks, and so we can be all wrapped up with next Karate Kid Minute before we uh, cover Season 5 of Cobra Kai. That's the plan. We're trying to do it. <laughs> it's going to be a crunch. But it, I, it, I, Matt, we have gotten a couple of emails already. Oh, nice. So, you know, hey, nice. uh, you know, it's, it's not always going to have to be – uh, Mel is the pitch hitter. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, please, uh, karatekidminute at gmail.com if you are a female or female identifying and you would like to uh, talk about some high kicking Hillary Swank. <laughs> so, <laughs> and tune in next week when Daniel gets the surprise of his life. And until next time, send me a Christmas card, will you? <laughs>